It's after midnight. The streets are even quieter and more tense than they have been. Downtown, I notice more and more stores are boarded up with plywood. Entire blocks seem to be lined with plywood. There are fewer people on the streets. There's less traffic. The buses are almost empty. More and more people are walking the streets wearing masks. Everyone seems tense. You get close to anyone at all, just within 12 feet, let alone six. They look at you with a startled look, eyes. One woman, as I was walking up the street back home, walked in the middle of the street. She looked at me and said, you should walk, you should walk toward the wall closer so that I can get by without fear. I felt like telling her, the rule is six feet, not six yards. But she was obviously frightened, as we were all worried. And I shrugged it off. Well, it is time for us to proceed to our next episode of the Hyenas. Chapter 2. Ashok pre-Govind opens the door to the bedroom. You'll never guess what I just killed. She turns from the small vanity where she has been making up her face and her large eyes widen yet larger. He pauses in the doorway and laughs. He's unsteady, uneasy. He tries to shake it off with a louder laugh, this one unconvincing, forced. It's silly, really. He laughs hollowly again and shrugs. A hyena. Her little finger, upraised with its spot of rouge on the tip, hovers in the air before her face. Not in the city. I know what I killed, Dara. He stands, still lingering in the doorway. Dara has trouble focusing on him and squints a little. Are you sure it wasn't a dog? No, no, it's a hyena. I killed it with the car. It ran in front of me. I saw it and I killed it. I have it. I can prove it. He says it in a rush, feverishly. Afterwards, he walks into the room and falls across the bed, which sags and rebounds beneath him. Dara shifts to look at him more easily. She tries to laugh herself, but the laughter gets no further than her husband's. In fact, it reaches even less far. And all that appears of it is her sleek, darkly painted lips, which open a moment and halt. The ridge of her teeth visible, her tongue hanging fire in the moist chamber of her mouth. Her husband lies motionless in the bed, his puffed eyes staring at the corner of her vanity. Then Dara remembers the dab of rouge on her little finger, turns back to the mirror and applies it, the red paste, to her lids. Her face moves closer to the mirror, and she watches herself without seeing the dark olive cheeks, the leafless twigs of her brows, the finely cut nostrils, the river of the lips that are now closed and covered with small, caked fractures, sensuous, flickering, absent. It's very strange, she says quietly after a time. Her husband at first doesn't answer, then she hears him turn on his back. He laughs again, and it rings yet hollower. Yes, yes, 
I never thought I would ever see one in the city. Yes, yes, I never thought I would ever see one in the city. Not here, not in this vile place, where all the race of the nobles reduced to idiocy and poverty. No, not here, safe behind my walls, my machines, my accounts, my mustang, my dividends, my futures, my bonds, my bonds, my secretaries and fluting clerks, my dictaphones, my cassettes, my television, with its two channels, my stereo. My IBM Selectric, my MagCard, the first one in luck, no, maybe the first one in all vast, stagnant India. My decks, my phones, my consoles, my tapes, Nixon, you smart crook. My checking account, my savings bonds, my snide lawyers, lawyers, my bought-off politicians, my Brooks Brothers suits, my Christian Dior tie, so it's out of fact, so it's out of date. My Bill Bloss shirts, my 20 vests, my Italian shoes, my Scandinavian furniture, my martinis and olives, my plush, affluent American lifestyle style. No, not here, not where I'm safe from the brain-dead, lugubrious, languorous, spiritual, Brahma-besotted, Vishnu-gorged, Kali-adoring, Shiva-shitting, nation of paid mourners that is India. God, I wish I'd left. God, I wish I'd stayed in America. God, I wish I never saw this place again. God, I wish I could get out, get out now, get out of this heat. Get out of this mud hole. Get out of this closet of black skeletons where all they think about is God, God, God. But she is gone, and the room is empty. The quiet air has darkened. He walks down to the first floor and outside to the car, then takes the body of the hyena from the trunk and carries it slung over his shoulder to the house. He takes it to the basement and lays it on the floor on a door placed across two wooden horses. He stands for a while looking at it among the wood shavings and screws. Then he turns off the light and walks upstairs again. In the bedroom, he finds his wife leaning over to turn on a lamp. She turns toward him in surprise. He takes her hand away from the lamp and looks at her. Then he bites her lips, her cheek, her neck, and pulls her down to the bed. Ashok.